It's good to come to the Word of God again. Amen? Um, God's Word never is never... How can I put it? Um, well, it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? <laughs> um, so if it, I want to put up uh, two or three scriptures as a background to what I want to share with you this morning. And so uh, we could, we could <coughs> uh, see those, okay, I will read them for those of you at home. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 19 to 21 says this, and this is the New Living Translation. It says, All people of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. He will be gracious if you ask for help. He will surely respond to the sound of your cries. Though the Lord gave you adversity for food and suffering for drink, he will still be with you to teach you. You will see your teacher with your eye, own eyes. Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. Another translation uh, says, this is the way to go, walk ye in it. Amen. Well, uh, um, although I'm not going to uh, go into this particular scripture in detail this morning, it's a background to, to what I want to share with you. There is so many uh, uh, precious things in, in this scripture. Um, and uh, uh, it, it just tells us of the fact that uh, no matter what we're going through, God is with us. Amen? And, and what I like is um, uh, the, these two phrases. You will see your teacher with your own eyes. Your own ears will hear it. And that tells me this morning that I can hear from God. That God wants to speak to me directly. <laughs> we don't have to go running here or running there to get God's voice. God wants to speak to us personally. He wants to speak to us directly. Uh, that's just one, one little detail out of this verse amongst many others which are so precious. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, uh, a similar principle. It says, no test. Or, te or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. Amen? He will, he'll never let you be pushed past your limit. He'll always be there to help you come through. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, that's something we need to hold on to, something we need to gra grasp and to, and to believe this morning. And th this is just background to uh, the central theme of my message this morning, God's voice in the storm. <laughs> Amen? Um, and then there's this beautiful uh, illustration uh, uh, in Mark chapter 6, 48 to 50. Um, 
And it says, that, uh, he saw that, that is, Jesus saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and waves. A little bit of background. Jesus had actually told the disciples to go on the boat and to go to the other side and that he would meet them over there. But uh, w during th their uh, journey across the water, um, Jesus says, <laughs> I don't know where, uh, he, he could see them no matter he wasn't with them. <laughs> He could see their situation. Uh, isn't that wonderful? God always sees our situation. We may not see him, but he always sees our situation. And, and that's wonderful. And he says, he saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and waves. And about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. He intended to go past them, but when they saw him walking on the water... They cried out in terror, thinking he was a ghost. <laughs> they were terrified when they saw him, but Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Wow. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. No matter what we may see in our circumstances, what uh, fear may come upon us in our circumstances, we can hear Jesus. He, can, he is there with us, and he is saying to us, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Amen? Hallelujah. So that's the background to what I want to share. And, um, you know, uh, <coughs> I want to speak to the fact that most, if not all, believers have times when they struggle to know how to hear God's voice, especially in times of crisis or in a storm, and uh, as you can see in the scriptures we've just already uh, read this morning, uh, believers are not immune for, from crises or from storms. But um, in, that, in those times, God wants us to know that he is there. And so, you know, when we're in those circumstances, we struggle sometimes. We want to know the leading and guiding of the Lord uh, in what we may be going through. And, um, and so often, we, we want to know, how do we know at, at those times if we are hearing God's voice speaking to us? How do we know? More often than not, God speaks in the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit, even in the midst of a storm or a crisis. And someone has said this, that uh, the problem is, what channel are you tuned into? What channel are you tuned into? See, our minds can be prompted by God or by other things. Our mind can be even prompted by our own carnal desires. And sometimes, uh, you know, we can be, uh, uh, our minds can be prompted by the enemy. And we have to know what is of God and what is not of God. Um, and I think the key is that... Uh, Essentially, what I want to talk about uh, this morning is not necessarily w when we're in the storm, but what goes on before we're in the storm. And I believe the key is we must learn to walk daily in the Spirit so that when a crisis occurs, we are in tune with the heart of God. And that is the key. Um, it says in Deuteronomy chapter 31 regarding the children of Israel, he says he goes before them 
He is with us. He, he will not forsake us. And it tells us not to fear or be dismayed. That, that was the word of God to the children of Israel. He goes before us. He is with us. He will not forsake us. And he tells us, do not fear or be dismayed. Amen? When we know the reality of that, when we are convinced in our hearts and our minds uh, that he, is goes, he does go before us, he, he is with us, he will not forsake us, then we will find ourselves free from fear and free from dismay. You see, sometimes, uh, you know, many um, only ask God for help in emergencies. Mm-hmm. But the point is we have to learn to ask God for help and we have to learn to make it a daily practice. And when we do that, okay, uh, God will, uh, when we find ourselves in a crisis or in a storm, that we will know what is God's voice because we've already been listening to him. We already understand his ways of speaking to us. So often we look for the audible voice, but God often speaks in other ways. So if we do not practice listening to God's voice on a daily basis, we will have a problem to do so in a crisis or in the storm. And so it's really God's <coughs> voice in the storm uh, really is recognized when we've already been prepared. It's about developing a personal relationship with the Lord. Uh, someone said that, um, have you ever tried to have a conversation with a stranger? It's not the same as having a conversation w- with a close friend. <laughs> when you have a conversation with a close friend, there's an understanding based on relationship, based on past communion and fellowship. But when you're with a stranger, you don't have that same sense. And so often, you know, when you're having a conversation with, with, with a friend or a close, uh, uh, someone who's close to you, uh, someone, sometimes they don't even have to speak. <laughs> you know <laughs> what they are uh, communicating to you. And so we have to develop that intimate relationship with God, but we have to develop an intimate knowledge of the Word of God. And we have an intimate... See, God speaks clearly to us through the Word by His Holy Spirit. Amen? In, in, I remember when Jesus was ta- talking to the disciples, he, he, he explained that in this way. He says that, uh, you know, uh, when you get into a situation where you're under attack by the authorities, don't worry about what you're going to say, but at, at that moment, the Holy Spirit will bring back to you what I've already taught you. And, and so the parallel for us is that when we know the word which Jesus has taught us, when we're in that place of attack or, 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 or crisis or storm, then the Holy Spirit is able to bring back what we've already learned through the word and, and becomes our help and our ability to overcome in the circumstances. God's word is the standard. God's word is the standard. More, and the more we know the word, the easier it is to recognize his voice. Um, and we, we're familiar with the scripture. Jesus said that people do not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. 
And so just as we need physical food, so we also need spiritual food. And spiritual food comes from hearing the words of God. Amen? And someone, uh, uh, in my reading, someone says this, do you want to hear God's voice? Then read the Bible. Amen? Okay. And praise God that we, we have the Bible. We not only, you know, we, we have more than the people from the Old Testament. We have the New Testament. We have the full counsel of God <laughs> through uh, the Bible. Amen? Uh, so applying God's written word to our lives is just as effective and can be comforting to us as hearing his audible voice would be. Amen. Hallelujah. One of the things we have to be careful about is when we're in, in whether it's in a storm, whether it's in a crisis, whether it's in a decision-making situation, uh, one of the things we have to be careful about is not trying to force our own agenda. So many people come to God with their prayers and they want God to do what they want to do. <laughs> in other words, they want to, God to adopt their agenda. <laughs> but we have to learn that God has his own agenda. <laughs> Amen? Which may not be in you know, line with what we f want for ourselves. And when we are living a life of worship and obedience and following God's way, one of the things he promises us is that we will find a place of ease in our spirit. We've, we'll, we'll have a rest, we'll have a peace in our spirit when God speaks to us. You see, uh, in, in Psalm 20, 25, uh, if you want to read that, okay, there are a, a number of principles that come out in that psalm. Uh, it says that God instructs us. God guides us. God teaches us. And he actually confides in us. That's an interesting thought, isn't it? God, in other words, God shares with us his heart for us. God confides in us and, uh, and uh, shows us his ways. See, one of the things that we find, you know, going through the Psalms with David is, is this, to hear the voice of God, we don't have to be perfect. David was not perfect. <laughs> mm -hmm. But as he came before God in humility, he is called a friend of God. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, we confide in friends, don't we? <laughs> And we're a friend of God, and God confides in us. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, one of the things we have to be careful about when we and ask ourselves, are we hearing from God, is this. We have to be, uh, 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 there are principles, there are standards in the Word of God. There are things which the Word of God tells us about the character of God, which governs what he tells us to do, and how he guides us and leads us. You see, God will only ask you to do what is right. Mm -hmm. And so I must say, the test of whether the guidance comes from God is whether what you are being asked to do is loving and faithful. The test of whether the guidance comes from God is whether what you are being asked to do is loving and faithful. 
Boy, do people need to know that today. Mm -hmm. God will never ask you to do something that is unloving or unfaithful. Mm -hmm. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful. Amen? Hallelujah. The children of Israel, you know, well, sorry, the, the, um, uh, the religious people in, in Jesus' time had to learn that lesson. Okay. And um, when Jesus had to, t had, had to uh, show them that uh, the Word of God takes priority over their traditions. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, we, it's important. I, I love this phrase. Uh, I'm coming back to it again. I've already mentioned it. But what a wonderful thing it is to be a friend of God. Amen? Hallelujah. You see, Moses was God's friend. And if it was possible for Moses in, in the Old Testament, it's more possible for you and me in the New Testament. Amen? Why? Because there's been a wall, there's been a veil which has been taken down. Amen? And we can now come, you know, in the Old Testament, there was a limitation to them coming to God. They had to bring their sacrifices to be accepted before God. But we are now in that place where the veil has been broke, rent in the temple from the top to the bottom. The, the wall has been broken between us and God, and we can come boldly into the presence of God, and we can have a relationship with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, which the, uh, the folks in the Old Testament could never dream of, about being a friend with God. Hallelujah. I can't think of having a better friend than Jesus. Man, you know the old hymn? What a friend we have in Jesus. Amen? All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but... Isn't it wonderful that on a day-to-day -day basis we can hear God speak to us? You know, uh, Moses used to go into the tent of meeting. <laughs> There's a special place where he could go, but, but there was a limitation, okay? He says that he spoke to God face to face, but there were, he, he didn't see God. But praise God, this, uh, this morning, uh, because of the Lord Jesus Christ, we can now have a, an intimate communion and fellowship with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. And we can know the presence of God. Moses wanted more than anything else was the presence of God. Um, God told Moses, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And praise God, I, I, I believe God wants you and me to know that same privilege uh, this morning. God has promised to be with us no matter where we are, no matter where we go, no matter what circumstances we may be in. And I believe that the promise of God as it was to Moses, I will give you rest. God wants to give you and me rest. Amen. He Hebrews tells us there is a rest for the people of God. Amen. Hallelujah. No more striving. No more striving. But praise God, a place of peace and a place of rest. Uh, and, and the promises that God gives us now 
in the Lord Jesus Christ is, is something that we can uh, far greater than what Moses experienced. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me go on. Can we, I want to get back to Mark chapter 6 and the, the scene that Jesus on the water. Okay. He saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and waves. When they saw him walking in the water, they cried out in terror, thinking he was a ghost. They were all terrified when they saw him, but Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Amen. Hallelujah. And it says, as, the, uh, uh, as Jesus got into the boat, the wind died down. What a wonderful difference when Jesus comes into our lives. Amen. What a when a, when a wonderful difference when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ. It's like these disciples, they were in a place of fear. And so many people live in fear today. So many are struggling in life. Maybe uh, believers too have uh, find themselves in a place where, where you know, the, the, there is fear of some sort. But I want to encourage you this morning. Invite Jesus into your situation. Ask Jesus to come right where you're at. Amen? I, I want to tell you this morning, he wants to be there. He wants to come. He wants to calm the troubled waters. Amen? Uh, and, you know, so, so often as believers, okay, we find our, our, our walk with the Lord an uphill struggle. But praise God, when we become conscious of the reality of the presence of God, things begin to calm down. Amen? Hallelujah. See, those, those who recognize Jesus can enjoy a wonderful relationship with him. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to move on a little bit. Scripture, we, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, which we considered at the beginning, no test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit. He will always be there to help you through it. Amen? Hallelujah. What a wonderful uh, blessing that is. What a wonderful encouragement that is to us today, no matter what we may be going through. Um, and, and whether it's temptation or whether it's trial, God is there for us. Um, amen. Let me find my words here. I want to just speak for a short while on the situation we find ourselves in. See, even after a year of the problems and restrictions due to the, the COVID virus, many followers of the Lord are still finding it difficult to fully understand how to respond. 
I want to maybe revisit some things which I believe are important for us as believers as we continue to cope with the situation for some time yet. So what is the most important thing for me as a Christian as I try to maybe navigate through this experience and the impact on my life of the difficulties uh, which we've all come face to face with as a result of you know, the past year's uh, problems. See, the fact is it is the same question no matter what problems I may face in life. How do I hear the voice of God and how can I apply my faith to my circumstances? You see, believers are asking questions like, what is God doing? What is God doing? I need to know the latest revelation. So I, I, I must try and watch all the prophets I can on the internet. Now, I, I previously shared with you my observation that as I have watched some, I have been left confused. By that, by that I mean so many of the words shared are divergent and often tainted with politics. The word tells me God is not the author of confusion. God is not the author of confusion. And see, we, ha we have a human tendency to cherry pick and like what agrees with what I believe and think. Now, that is okay if what I believe and think is what I have received from God. <laughs> okay. Um, now, the Bible has many ex examples of people accepting prophecies because they tell them what they want to hear. When God's plan for them is, o is often something they don't like to hear. <laughs> now, uh, the perfect example is Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. P perfect example. Okay. I'm going to read it to you in four translations. I'm going to read it to you in four translations. English Standard Version. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. NIV. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. New King James Version. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And the message, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. Now, which of those translations do you hear most often repeated? I tell you what I hear more often is the NIV version. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. See, prosperity can, depending what you understand, pr prosperity, <laughs> prosperity has a subtle appeal to the flesh. But it's interesting that most people choose that one because it has that word prosper in it. 
And of course, they ha- added to the scripture in the New Testament, which says, you know, uh, where we've, uh, we're encouraged uh, and we're told, told that, the, uh, that the apostles' prayer was that they would prosper even as their soul prospers. <laughs> okay. But I'm, I'm just mentioning that because in the context, okay, actually, actually in, in this, the message translation, which says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out, plans to take care of you, not abandon you, plans to give you the future you hope for. That is the best, actually, translation relative to the context, which was God's response to people who questioned Jeremiah's prophecy because it, didn't, it wasn't in line with the prophecies of all the other prophets. And so God's plan was what Jeremiah was prophesying, which was, I'm going to get you out of here immediately, out of, uh, out of uh, captivity immediately. You're going to have to stay there for 70 years. They didn't want that. But all the other prophets would tell them, you, God's going to immediately get you out of here. So we have to be careful to what we hear from God and it, it, what is actually God's plan for our lives? God, you see, in the context of internet and TV prophets, because the reality is most of what we see on our TV is USA-based. And it has to be said, God's purposes are Universal. God's purposes are not governed by what is happening in the USA, whether it's church-wise or governmental priorities. We're told that so much, well, what's happening here is evidence of the end times. Let me tell you what I believe is the greatest evidence of the end times today. The greatest evidence that we are in the last days is the persecution of the church politically in China and religiously in India and the Middle East. I want to tell you the church in the West doesn't know what persecution is. It doesn't know what it is. Alongside that, there is an explosion of church growth in Africa and South America. Amen? I believe we're in the end times, but I believe we're in the end times because what I, not what I see the devil is doing, but what I see God is doing. Amen? Amen? So putting all that aside, what is the answer to the question? How does my faith speak to? Or how does my faith apply in what I'm going through? How can I apply my faith to my circumstances? How can I hear from God during these trying times or any other difficult times? Coming back to some thoughts I've already shared with you. No matter what we may be going through, my first responsibility and priority must be the integrity of my personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. My relationship with God. No matter what decision I make, what I chose to believe regarding my circumstances, 
the integrity of my personal relationship with the Lord comes before anything else, including by <coughs> whether by doing so, whether I put my trust in a man or in God. It is essential that as I face whatever problems I may encounter, that I have a personal assurance in my walk with the Lord and that I am confident in my position and standing before God. Amen? Isn't that wonderful? It is that that will keep me secure at peace. It is that which will give me rest in the middle of the storms of life. It is that that will help me navigate through the winds and waves of the storm, waves, seas of life. And sometimes some of the old hymns express it best. When upon life's boundless ocean, where mighty billows roll, I've fixed my hope in Jesus, blessed anchor of my soul. When trials fierce assail me, as storms are gathering o'er, I rest upon his mercy and trust him evermore. I've anchored in Jesus. The storms of life I'll brave. I've anchored in Jesus. I fear no wind or wave. I've anchored in Jesus, for he has power to save. I'm anchored to the rock of ages. Amen. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. Another one of the old hymns says this, Will your anchor hold in the storms of life? When the clouds unfold their wings of strife, when the strong tides lift and the cables strain, will your anchor drift or firm remain? We have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll fastened to the rock which cannot move, grounded firm and deep in the Savior's love. Amen. Do you know that God loves you this morning? When you know that God's lo God loves you, you're going to be able to face whatever may come across your path. Amen. I'm gr God wants us to be grounded in the Savior's love, amen? No matter what we may be going through, never, never, never uh, uh, lose sight of the fact that God loves you, amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. So I just want to come back to the three scriptures. If you can put those up again for me, guys. Uh, I want to... Read through the scriptures again, which I believe can be a, a wonderful assurance to us about hearing God's voice in the midst of the storm. O people of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. Amen. There may be someone going through a time, and uh, we know there are even uh, those in the church today who are faced with the sorrow of death. But people of Zion who, who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. He will be gracious if you ask for help. 
Oh, let us ask for help. Let us ask God to be come and, and, and uh, meet the need that we, uh, that we have at that particular moment. And what a wonderful promise. When we ask for help, he will surely respond to the sound of our cries. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says that even the faintest cry, even the faintest cry, God will respond to. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. And though the Lord give you adversity for food and suffering for drink, he will still be with you to teach you. He allows us to go through th things. We don't understand why sometimes. And, and, and that's what this verse is saying. God, God will allow you maybe to go. But even if he allows that, he will still be with you. He will still be with you. Amen? And coming back to what we shared a little bit earlier, it, he will be with you and he will speak to you personally and directly and he will comfort you no matter what you may be going through. Amen? Your own ears will hear it. Amen? Believe that God wants to speak to you. Amen? A few messages ago, we, t we, 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 sh we shared around the, the fact that Jesus w was the shepherd who, who, who called the sheep, and the sheep know his voice and hear him. Amen? Hallelujah. Your own ears will hear it. And right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank God that he's interested in my life down to the minutest detail. Amen. Hallelujah. When I'm faced with a, a decision, do I go left or do I right? God can show me whether to go left or whether to go right or even to go straight on, maybe. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Because he knows who we are. He knows all about us. He understands everything that affects us in our lives, in our emotions, in our feelings. He understands how all those things work in each and every one of us. And isn't it wonderful? It doesn't work the same in each and every one of us. But he knows, and he's able to respond to each of us individually. Although we may be different from someone else, he's able to meet us right where we're at and speak to us. Amen? And lead us and direct us. 1 Corinthians 10, no test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. Sometimes we feel that we're the, we're the only ones who are going through it. But you know, uh, uh, everybody is going through something. <laughs> Amen? And um, the it's a fact that we're not the first people to go through these things. A little bit of a aside, it's not, a, not in the context of what I'm talking about, but sometimes, you know, Gwyneth and I talk about it when we see young people bringing up kids and they, s and they speak to you as if you'd never done it before yourself. <laughs> you know, we've all been there. We've all been through it. <laughs> Amen? No, uh, but one thing we know, all we need to remember is that God will never let me down. Amen? He will never let me down. He may not do what I want. He may not respond in exactly the same way that I would, uh, would expect him to, but he will never let me down. He will never let me down. He, he will never 
allow me to go past my limit because uh, the uh, example of that, best example of that is to read the book of Job. Difficult book to read. But <laughs> um, in the end, Job overcame. Amen? No, no matter how during the you know the whole thirty chapters or so, okay, he 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 seemed to be wavering. Okay, I want to tell you, God was there for him in the end. Amen. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit. He'll always be there to help you come through it. Amen. I'm reminded of the um, I think it's a, a song that's saying it says some through the waters, some through the flood, some through the fire, but all through the blood. <laughs> Amen? God will always be there to help you come through it. Amen? Hallelujah. And someone has, has pointed out that in many of the things that we experience in life, God doesn't deliver us out of it, but he carries us through it. <laughs> He's there for us through it. Amen? Hallelujah. And finally, the scripture in Mark, uh, okay, uh, and Jesus uh, comes on the water, and I, I, this, this is wonderful, and I think we should expect this in our own walk and experience with the Lord. Expect it. No matter what we may be going through, no matter what you may, may be experiencing right now negatively, what we may be facing collectively negatively, I want to tell you, Jesus is speaking to us in the midst of it, in the, when the wind is blowing and the storm is uh, rough, Jesus is still speaking to you and to me right now. Don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Amen? Hallelujah. If, if nothing else, God's voice in the midst of the storm, if there's nothing else uh, you, you remember about what I shared with you this morning, this is the word of Jesus to you right now and me right now to and every believer. Don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Amen. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you.